know, you, you know what you, you know what I mean when I say flagship, right? Go go ahead and explain it to the to the people. When I say flagship, I'm talking about when you say, "Man, I was there when I." I was there the day one, first day when they first got the car. I was there. I heard the very first one. I was there when the debut of Mr. Just Ask Joe was there. I remember when this happened. It's the flagship show. It's the show to set it up. It's the foundation. It's the it's the heart. It's the backbone of what Truth Be Told is all about. And that's what I'm calling this show today. Uh, the subject, we talking about American slavery, PTS, emotional intelligence, and everything that you're going to be having one of your partners call in. This is the flagship show today, brother. Welcome to the flagship show. Hey, thank you for having me, brother. I appreciate it. It's Mr. Just As Joe and Uncle Me showing back on the airwaves once again. That's what's going on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is Tuesday morning on WLLV twelve forty. And brother, let's just let's kind of just and, jump and, right and in. We, we, we gotta talk. acknowledge real quick, uh, me Sean, twelve forty a.m. soon to be on FM as well. So that's coming soon. October. October. October first yeah. is what I heard. October first is what I heard. Okay. Absolutely. So uh, and I'm glad that you actually jumped in there because you got to pay some bills. You know, you know, we got GodsLivesMatter.com. Okay, is uh, one of the sponsors of this organization and this talk show and the things we do. Visit God's Lives Matter. I am to tell you, 200 plus percent God's Lives Matter have done better since it's been in existence in the five years that it first started. Uh, since this show have come on 200% plus off the website, God's Lives Matter, people have been sending me pictures with them showing themselves in the t-shirts and everything. So I say GodsLivesMatter.com. Get yourself the purple t-shirt. And uh, we have another sponsor, and that's uh, History Untold. Okay, this show would not be on place if I didn't have my partners, uh, Marcus Ray, Leonard Walker, Peter Hayes, and now Mr. Just Ask Joe. And if you want to be a sponsor, and any many other sponsors, okay, you too can be a part of that. And then we also have my buddy, my friend, okay, uh, Dr. Frank Simon, okay, Dr. Frank Simon. Uh, and, he, uh, and a matter of fact, I like when you talk about that. You you know Dr. Frank Simon. Talk, talk about Dr. Frank Simon real quick. You uh, know what, Dr. Uh, Frank Simon uh, uh, is an immunologist, a, uh, uh allergist. You know, I mean, if you have issues with allergies and things of that nature, then you definitely need to hit up Dr. Frank G. Simon. Um, the beautiful thing about that is that he is on the side of common sense. And yes, folks, he was one. I was sitting right beside him one day when I heard him uh, and a client over the phone, and he was prescribing hydroxychloroquine. So um, he's definitely one that that has done some studies and done some things. He's been around for a very long time uh, as as a, uh, a physician. Hit him up, folks. Dr. Frank G. Simon. You can catch him on uh, 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 right here locally in Louisville, Kentucky. Dr. Frank G. Simon. Just Google him. Just, just go in Google Maps and type in Frank G. Simon and you'll find him. Pull him right on up. All right, folks. All right. Well, listen up. Uh, taking care of little bills and everything. Make sure everything. I, you know, I, I want to just tell you that uh, uh, when I when I thought about when we was preparing for this show and we was talking about conversation of what it was going to be, we, was not gonna, we wasn't going to have really no guests come in. We was going to talk about it. And then uh, I think I, I woke up with an epiphany, okay, you know, an epiphany, all right, uh, about the idea of emotional intelligence, okay, and what that and what that was and everything. And I have to contribute this with uh, your friend that's going to be calling in a little later, uh, John Yaw. You know, John Yaw at the Knowledge Fest, uh, you know, what was that, uh, in June, right? June 19th, baby. Juneteenth. June 19th. Yeah, we at the Ali Center. We had the knowledge set. And, you know, 
John Yaw and I, you know, we, we him and I, we, we, you know, we had some, you know, communications. We might have had a little fallout every now and then. You know, that's what, you know, that's what alpha males do, okay? We we have our little conversations and everything. But I have to admit, you know, John Yaw, okay, really, really got my eyebrows, rose up. I mean, it just told when he spoke about you talk to him about what he spoke about. I'm going to let because you, you was there, and I don't want it to be just me on me. Tell the audience what he talked about. Then I'm going to piggyback off of that. Though. Go ahead. Well, you know, he, he spoke a lot about, uh, uh, you know, and, and we're going to let him speak more about it himself, but he spoke a lot about emotional intelligence. Um, he spoke about uh, having the ability to change your, your frequency, um, to to raise your frequency and control your environment. He talked about uh, uh, attracting what it is that you are ultimately. You know, you attract what you are. You attract uh, 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 who you are. You know, I, it was interesting. I, I, I went uh, live the other day and, and you caught me um, Sunday. And, you know, I was just chilling at the crib. I was having a little brunch, making it myself here at home. And I said, you know what, let's right. talk about marriage. We went live, and somebody said something uh, to the effect that the young lady said she keeps attracting the same guy. It's like they're the same guy, but they have different clothes on. That was literally what she said. And, and I told her, I said, well, that has everything to do with who you are. You know, you're attracting that same person. So you've got to look within yourself and take some accountability of right of what it is within you mm. that is allowing you to attract the same type of guy. All right. So, so you know, again, something that's a lot of she's what given off. Yes. So sir. what you're saying, something she's given off. Okay. Yep, a frequency is causing she, her the frequency is causing her into the universe here. You know what I mean? And so when I heard John Yaw talk about it, see John Yaw don't know me. You know, we just really to know one another and uh i actually sat there and heard him do that whole presentation and john y'all went 10 points up on dropping seeds on me and you know for me to say that okay that means you have had to really drop something pretty deep okay to give you that type of props that you said that brother dropped something that it went straight to my spirit, okay? Let me give you to tell you the reason why. You know, uh, yeah, for all of you who may not be able to see, but I'm going to show it to my partner and everything. Here's a picture, okay? Uh, you probably see me if you follow me on Facebook. I, I show this picture all the time, okay? You see that picture, Joe? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I see so, it. You see that picture, I okay? It. It's a family. It's a family, okay? It's a family, do, do, okay? Do you know that family? And it, are they, are they, are no, they I, close relatives of yours? Hey, uh, this is what I would say. I am emotionally attached to them, intelligently. Ooh. I am emotionally attached to them, intelligently, okay? See, uh, when you look at the brother in the picture, there's a father, okay? The father looked, hmm, he looked broken, okay? When you look at the woman in the picture, she and the children are looking directly at the camera. So the question is, is who's taking the picture and what's the intent? of this picture. Well, it's an intent to get an emotional reaction from you. When my wife, we get ready to celebrate our 25 years anniversary, okay? Here's another picture. When my wife and I, uh, it was about five years ago. You see that oh, picture, hold on, Joe? Hold on. Did you say that's a, now, you remember, you know, we got the radio audience out there. Um, you said that's yes, a, sir. You didn't say that's a picture of your wife and I. And I. Is that what you said? No, no, no. I didn't say that was a picture of my wife, man. I said that's a okay. picture of, say, a, of a family that I'm emo Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said that's a picture. <laughs> you so funny. That's a picture that I'm emotionally attached to intelligently. Okay. So, so it's a picture we're going to we're we're tell the radio audience what, describe this picture for them. Okay. So this picture that we he's talking about referring to, it's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's seven people on this picture, okay? And uh, it's quite obvious they are slaves, okay? They, it's, they are slaves, okay? They, and uh, the father, he's sitting next to his children and the mother there. She got a baby in her arm. And when you see this picture, 
Okay, and I asked the I asked the question, why was this picture taken? It was taken. What, 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 why did you think this picture was taken? They looking, they looking in a manner that you know is showing you that they are subject of being involved in being a slave. Okay, but the question is, the person that took the picture. Okay, what was the point? What was the purpose of taking that picture? Joe, what, yeah, what do you I think that say, person? I would say that the purpose for? of taking that picture is to show people that I got slaves. <laughs> I got slaves. Okay, okay, I, I'll, I'll my, give you my, that. And my slaves but, look, and my slaves wear clothes, and and okay, they're and my really slaves. decent. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, uh, and and, I, and so that's that picture. Here's another picture I want to show you, okay? And I'm doing this all for a reason to set all this, this up This is for. a picture, folks, just so you know. This is a picture of a a white man, a bearded white man. Looks like he hangs out in the Highlands. A bearded white man uh, on the back of a slave, uh, almost looking like a horse. Uh, he, he, right. He's got a saddle over the slave, and the slave is right. in mid run, uh, almost with a mane, a tail, and everything, looking like a horse. And this white man, bearded white man, is is over the back of him, uh, like like he's riding, he's riding this Negro, his this Negro horse. And he got a Confederate flag in the back. There you go. Is a is a Confederate flag in the back now. The reason why I'm bringing this up, all right, because when John Yaw talks about emotional intelligence, people in this country have intentionally introduced the color construct for a purpose. It was intentionally put in place for a reason. And so my wife and I, that last picture, my wife and I, because uh, there's three E's in truth that we must understand that uh, I'm going to be loyal to, and Joe, you're going to help us, you know, be loyal to that, is that we don't compromise. One E is education. The second E is entertainment. And the third E is exposure. And I go to exposure real quick because, Joe, you did such, you you done my hard one when you talked about, you understood something I posted about hands in the pocket. And that's mean that you and I have had similar exposure. Tell people what that hand in the pocket meant to you. You shared that story. Well, when you spoke about it, you were, you were, you, uh, were elaborating on uh, a gentleman and, and his hands in the pockets posture. Uh, but that was what I learned as a young kid. I, I worked at a place called the Virginia Commonwealth Club in, in Richmond, Virginia, where I, which is where I grew up. And uh, this Commonwealth Club uh, man, it was 30 some odd years ago. And uh, they they had not too long ago just allowed blacks even in this Commonwealth Club, right? Probably right. within the last uh, uh, 10 years and uh, 10, right. 15 years. And with that in mind, you know, my, my dad had started a t-shirt company across the street from it. So I used to see limos and all type of nice vehicles go in there and and go through right. the security gate. Not one day I walked in and I, I had to go in and check it out. Um, I ended up as a banquet table waiter, right? At mm. uh, 16 years old, banquet table waiter. Tuxedo was the uniform, and we had to learn to walk a certain way and just uh, pretty much right. uh, hold our composure a certain way. And one day I'm in the elevator, and my banquet table manager, which was one of the coolest white boys ever. Uh, his name was Carter Red. Right. Carter Red. Okay. And and this 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 dude stood there, and as I'm standing there with my hands in the pockets, he says, Joe, take your hands out your pockets. He says, people do not know what you're doing with your hands in your pockets. You know, he said, plus, it allows you to slump over and 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 look uh uh like a joke, is what he said. Right. Um, so with that in mind, he said, take your hands out, stand up straight, shoulders up. And 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 now you look like a, uh, a powerful person. 
You know, that was what he said. So wow. it had to do with posturing. It had to do posturing. With, you know, and I think that was the most important thing I took from it was posturing, uh, having your not standing there with your hands in your pockets. You look, you look weak. You look uh, uh, broken. You know what I mean? And and you know what's so interesting about that? When I got taught about hands in the pocket, I was going through ITC instructor training course, and there were brothers that were teaching the class, and they specifically said <clears throat> when they got to standing in front of the podium, they said demographics of us that stand in front of a dominant European culture, we cannot stand with our hands in the pocket. It makes us look inferior. It makes us not look like we're strong, and it doesn't make us seem like we're confident in that that we're saying. He said, so if you ever see someone standing in front of you and they look like us, he specifically said that, if they look like us standing before you with their hands in your pocket, it's probably because they have been influenced and indoctrinated and they have an inferior posture when it comes to the dominant European culture white people. And so they are inferior and they don't even realize it's an emotional, an emotional unconscious thing that you do doing that's showing you're uncomfortable in the position. So that means that it don't make no difference how much schooling you get. You can you can go to college and get all the college degrees that you want and everything. You can navigate in the dominant European culture and everything. But somehow, some way you don't feel intelligent enough or masculine enough to feel empowered to not stand with your hands in your pocket. You feel, so it's a it's an emotional reaction automatically. And I just wanted to make sure I, I really drive that home because emotional and intelligent. Emotional, and there's a feminine emotional. And so what happened is that so many people don't realize is that when you have a masculine, intelligent brother, okay, that brother is confident in who he is, or, or, or a feminine, intelligent woman. I love a sexy, intelligent woman. Mm, 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 mm. I used to be attractive to feminine, emotional women when I was younger, okay? Now, Joe, you don't tell me. I used to be attracted to that. But the older I became, okay, I became attracted to feminine, intelligent women. Okay, I think we got a caller, right? Yeah, there. You say who's the caller? Caller. Caller, you on the line? Caller. Caller, you on the line? Yes. Who's this caller? My son told me. Yeah, yeah. You you're on the air with me, Dad. Oh, hey, how's it going? Hey, how you doing? I, 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 I brought you on the air. I didn't want you to be holding so long. I didn't know it was you on the air so long. Have you been listening to the show? I've been following you. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I didn't know. Okay. Uh, uh, well, you, uh, we brought you. What I want to do? Yeah, uh, you, you need to turn your uh, my conductor tell you, you need to turn your music down or your red thing. And and because yeah, it's it's clouding up the the, the 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 static. What I want to do, Dad, okay. is uh, I want to go to the unlearn to relearn, okay? And we we'll come back and bring you in and everything and talk about. It. Uh, Joe, let's go ahead and uh, do this unlearn to relearn conversation, and it ties right into the conversation that we're talking about. Let's hit it. Tom Burrell's brainwashed. In today's world, companies spend hundreds of days if not billion, to establish, promote, and protect their brand. Nike shoes, McDonald's hamburgers, Apple computers, Starbucks coffee, United Airlines, Ivory Soap. However, one of the first high-value brands in America was not an innate product. It was human. African Americans were turned into animate product slaves, and the brands that the early ruling class literally and figuratively burned onto black Americans as they did with livestock, with a permanent identifier of subhuman inferiority. While some might argue that racist media practices died in the Jim Crow era, a few thousand folks stranded for days on sweltering rooftops or a neck-deep toxic mud water in the aftermath 
of Hurricane Katrina in 2005, Mike disagreed. We now know that many of the 24-7 news accounts of black-on-black sniper attacks, mass murders, and the rape of women and babies were largely unfounded. Wow. Did you catch that, bro? Largely unfounded. Largely unfounded. So that means all that derogatory uh, propaganda information, and even this picture that I was showing you, okay, uh, this is at a, this picture was hanging up in a restaurant, and the, the hotel is called 21C. Have you been to that restaurant here in Louisville? Oh, the Proof, Proof on Main is, is the restaurant, and 21C is the, the, the hotel museum. Right. Beautiful place. Right. Love it. Love it. Beautiful place. Because of, I'm a surgical technologist and I have a lot of different people that I have exposure to and everything, it was my anniversary about five years ago and they said I wanted to do something unique for my wife and everything and they told me, well, this nice restaurant called 21C, okay, uh, once you go there, check it out. So we went to the hotel, you know, we went there and everything and, and it was right, it was after Dobie Derby because my, my, my anniversary is in October, okay. And uh, so my wife and I, we, we got the hotel, we went to eat, okay? And, 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 and so, so, just so you can set this up for you, my wife and I, we walk and seeing all the pictures on the walls and seeing all the things on the day, and we walk past this picture, <laughs> we walk past this picture, and I walk past it, and I came back. I'm like, what is that? And brother... I had an emotional. I got. I had an emotional reaction to it immediately. I mean, this is a European male riding the back of someone that looked like me, strapped up in Kentucky Derby. They just celebrated. But the thing that was bothering me is that multiple American European white folks had been in this because you know. Just like you say in that restaurant where you worked at, very few people like myself had the means to come eat in this place, okay? Had been in this restaurant, and this picture is hanging up on the wall. My question was, why wasn't they emotionally bothered by it like I was? Come on, Joe. Dad. Dad. Yes. Why wouldn't someone be emotionally bothered by a white man on top of a black man riding like a horse with the Confederate flag hanging up in the most prominent hotel restaurant in Louisville, Kentucky. Why wouldn't they be emotionally bothered by that? Why would they be bothered training. by that? In training. You know, when you first get an animal, he has to be trained. Mm-hmm. In order to get him to do the type of thing that you want them to do. Well, if you train them, then yes, you got them. You know, I think the greatest thing, the gravest thing that happened has been the fact that when they said, why not educate them? Because after all, you're going to be teaching them about you. And that's pretty much what we followed for generations. And it's time to make that change now in order for you to find the true reality of who you are and strengthen yourself in that knowledge, learn and begin to live it from this point on. Hey, Joe, do you, I like what my father said. Why Absolutely. not teach them and educate them about you? Because let them give them education. Because they're only going to teach them about you. So someone was intelligent enough and recognized that they was going to deal with these emotional people, okay? Taught them how to be emotional, attached to certain things. So when so I they, saw so, this so picture, they, they, when they found that picture as normalcy, yes, normalcy, yeah, yeah, ultimately the reason why they wouldn't have any um, or be bothered by it because they 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 found it as normal, right? Exactly, you hit it right under that. They intelligently, just I'm using these words, so you understand. Intelligently for them, it was a normal. Reality, understanding where they were at, okay? But when I went through that and I saw the picture, I had an emotional 
immediately an emotional reaction to that picture. Now, I showed you the earlier picture of the whole family that was slaves. I, too, what used to have an emotional attachment to that as well until I became much more intelligent and realized that why am I angry and mad at them being slaves when they're innocent? The intelligence is, is that all anyone who was slaves weren't, were innocent. We talked about innocent people reduced and made slaves. Why should I ever be angry or do not want to be associated, don't want to be attached to people who are innocent? That's the key. And well, I realized that I'm not afraid or unapologetic to be a descendant of American slaves. I think we got to call it. We got to call it. should be our, our guest calling in. It's that time. Uh, this should be Brother John Yah. Welcome to the Truth Be Told show. Uh, nope, that's not John Yah. Uh, 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 my uh, my conductor, the engineer, just said nope, nope, that's not him. Okay. All right, well, call no, him. Welcome to the Truth Be Told show. Real quick. Who is it? This is Brother Strong. Oh, this is Brother Strong. Okay, how you doing, Brother Strong? What's up, Brother Troll? Have you been listening to the show? I got, I got, I, I got something, something to say after I hear alone the turn in the picture of uh, the white person standing on the back of a black person holding a Confederate flag. Yes, sir. And I, and, and my, the question that I had was, what was your response? What action did you take or not?
people had been through that hotel also. So it was amazing that when I went there, they was in the process of removing the picture off the wall because they have been getting multiple complaints because what is happening in that restaurant, more of us had been coming to that restaurant. But prior to that, all the European American, all the white folks and all the prominent who who's been in that restaurant never complained about it. So to answer your question, the picture came down, okay? Uh, it was removed. It made it was a big deal. And I'm glad to say that I was involved in having that move that picture taken down. Hey listen, we need to go to uh, we got Don Yard now waiting in the wings and everything. Uh, we we must go do I uh, history unturned, uh, history history unlearned. I mean, excuse me. Oh, history untold it's, it's, moment. It's the mask. Yeah. Sean, the mask is what's making you do that. You, if you pull it down, yeah, I know. We can hear you. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That's the reason why I don't have no. I got to get my teeth fixed, man. You know, I, I don't want to be showing it's, stuff like that, man. That's the reason why. Yeah. That's <laughs> hey, hey. Can I make a quick statement before I pull out? Yes, sir. Go ahead, Dad. Okay, everything that's been said today is on key with what you're saying. It started out when I heard the statement that on the side of common sense. Yes, sir. And then the question about the young lady in regards to meeting the same thing all the time. Yes, sir. And what what are we lost to? The ability to change anything. We don't remember that the power to do that resides within ourselves. And I just want to share three words with you. The Creator said, I did not give you a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. Right. Now, what is that love? That's not a love for things outside of you. That's a love for you. And learn how to love you and how to appreciate yourself so that nothing dark would ever come into you because you would not allow it. The power to know that there's nothing impossible for you. Now, if I love me and I understand that nothing is impossible for me, I can't help but walk this life with a sound mind. And then nothing that's not a part of that would weaken me. Because I know that in my inner strength, my spiritual strength, I am one and my belief factors would only be in one direction. All things. Awesome. Hey, Dad, then you're going to love uh, 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 Mr. John Yah because uh, he definitely speaks about that in your vibrations and the things that you have the authority to have control. So we're going to go ahead and play the sickle cell uh, uh, unlearned, I mean, the history untold moment here. And uh, it's from my brother from North Carolina. It's very important. Uh, this is Sickle Cell Month. Sickle Cell Month. And uh, uh, if you don't know anything about Sickle Cell, if you have never donated to Sickle Cell, then do it. Sickle Cell is something that is direct reflection to what's affecting us. So listen up. It's a uh, history untold moment of Sickle Cell. Today's history untold moment spotlights Sickle Cell Disease Awareness Month. What is Sickle Cell Disease? Sickle cell disease is a disease affecting the red blood cells. One of the blood cells is shaped like a sickle, giving it its name, sickle cell disease. Sickle cell disease is predominantly found in people of African descent, but not exclusively found in people of African descent. Sickle cell disease was discovered in 1910 by Dr. James Harris. Currently, there are 70 to 100,000 people sickle cell anemia, but there are 100 million people worldwide with sickle cell traits. What is the difference between sickle cell anemia and sickle cell traits? Though they are both genetic conditions that affect the red blood cells, sickle cell anemia is very serious. Symptoms of sickle cell anemia are low oxygen in the blood, which may cause pain in joints, tiredness, fatigue, lack of energy, atrophy in the muscles, and it causes proneness to infection. Sickle cell trait, on the other hand, does not have the extensive symptoms of sickle cell.
physical pneumonia, but there are some symptoms. Oxygen deficiency is still a symptom of physical trait. Most commonly be felt in high altitude or low altitude where there are low concentrations of oxygen in the atmosphere. Sickle cell disease was discovered in 1910 by Dr. James Herrick. Because sickle cell was deemed a black person's disease, for the better part of the 20th century, this disease was virtually ignored. This disease was ignored until it gained the attention of the Black Panther Party. That's right, the militant Black Panther Party. But before we go there, let's go beyond the Black Panther Party. The Black Panther Party started medical centers called the Free Medical Center. First in Kansas City, Chicago, and Seattle, and then they opened up 10 more in 1970. One of the things on their list was sickle cell disease. In 1971, the Black Panther Party began educating communities of descendants of American slaves and other people of African descent of the disease. Without any government funding, this was a true grassroots movement, literally funded by the people of the community. And the medical centers were staffed by doctors, nurses, and other volunteers, medical students from local universities. The work that the Black Panthers did in this area was so impactful that in 1972, Congress approved the National Sickle Cell Anemia Control Act. This put sickle cell anemia front and center on stage in America. Because of the community work of the Black Panthers, things like sickle cell anemia and other diseases and other programs got national attention and the work of the Black Panther Party became the foundation and blueprint for organizations that are still in existence today. Currently, one in 12 people of African descent in America have sickle cell traits, and 3 million people are unaware that they even have sickle cell traits. This History Untold moment was brought to you by Leonard Walker, president of History Untold 400. Let's go! fantastic piece man and i think that uh we're gonna have to play it again this time without a dial tone in the background um and uh since it is sickle cell awareness month we can probably get it in uh once again for uh those that may have Maybe missed, missed it yeah. with that uh dial tone in the background there so we'll have to get it again once again but um definitely a fantastic piece and uh definitely want to hear it again so that we can hear it all and, uh, but without further ado, we do have a special guest on the line, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's, uh, it's uh, Brother John Yaw. Welcome to the show, John. 
Oh, man, thank you for having me. Uh, beautiful. I've been listening. Can y'all hear me good? Yes, sir. You are. You're coming across good, man. You're coming across great, great. great. I, I was sitting there listening, man. Y'all have a great show. Definitely. I'm, 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 thank you for, for asking me to come on. Um, real quick, before we get started, I want to give a brief understanding about sickle cell. My wife, mm. my first wife, had sickle cell. And uh, the way, the way, one of the things that happened when you talk about the traits, when two people have the same traits, I have a trait, and you create, and you end up having a baby. Uh, you end up having a baby that with a house sickle cell. Now, right. here's something that they don't talk about: what triggers sickle cell? Their their emotions, their uh, stress can trigger wow. sickle cell. Also. Wow. And so, a person could be perfectly normal and not have these spikes inside their blood uh, spike out. And as soon as they get into stress, it'll cause them to go into a sickle cell crisis. Mm. Wow. Mm. You know that's, wow. that's that's interesting how that works because even when when you know when I was dealing heavily with Crohn's disease, one of the things I learned was that stress was a key factor in causing flare-ups. Um, so th that became as I as I went on the health quest to to heal my body from the inside out with juicing, then I, I also focused on alleviating stress. At the same time, because I learned that uh, what it does is wh wherever you have a conglomerate of um, acidic waste in the body, whatever organs or whatever you may have a conglomerate of acidic waste, as, as you have stress build up in the body, then it will, uh, in a sense, kind of activate that acidic wow. waste and it will begin to affect that area of the body. So good information there uh, about sickle cell. Uh, and we definitely uh, love the tie-in to emotions and, and emotions. as it pertains to that, because that's what this next topic is about as we talk about uh, the emotional attachment of PTSD that has kept many of us in bondage for hundreds of years. And John, yeah, you spoke about something at the Knowledge Fest that was fantastic and ties right in to that. Uh, when it comes to the frequency you put out and all that good stuff. And hopefully you can elaborate on that. What you got me, Sean? I just wanted to say when I want my brother to to really break it down, because John, you know, uh, yeah, you went tenfold with me in love and how you broke it down, because I was very moved by the things you talked about at that knowledge fest. So please, if you can, give us how you broke that down as quickly as you can talking about that emotional that 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 emotions that all of us and tell us and all of us have it within ourselves but we got to know how to harness it please break that down for our listening audience well you know as i was listening to the show earlier y'all had a profound uh a reading where someone read about um when we talk about images right okay? and so when we talk about images um, when I when I started studying about neuroscience because of my own situation of what of what was what was causing me to commit crime or right. the things that then I realized it was based upon what was already uploaded into my brain that was profound because what happens is that all we all we John, we lost you, man. You're gonna have to call back in. You lost, you lost John. Yeah, we lost John. You're gonna have to call back in. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Um, well, you know, I like that John took notice about the images that we put together in our day, and it ties in. It ties in to what we were trying to. The reason why he was using the images. Are you back we're there, using John? The yeah, you back, John? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead, John. Yeah, so so images play a role. Here's the thing. So back in the 1500s, the Jesuits, y'all don't know who the Jesuits are. They yeah. Back in the 1500s, they were a Christian group. And what they said was, and this is very interesting because this deals with the psychology, they said, give me a boy until he's seven and I'll show you the man. What was they saying? What they said was that I can program his subconscious mind that he will believe whatever I put in there. Amen. And that which he believes is that which he's going to bring into his existence. So if you believe you are a slave, if you kind of believe these, 
these terminologies or these things that are put into your head, that's what you're going to vibrate. So human consciousness play a particular role in determining their reality. Your inter creation, whatever you create on the inside, your inter reality actually creates your outer form. And so is it that possibly that all these stress hormones, because all these things we're going through from slavery, Jim Crow, to burning down our town, to redlining, to uh, police brutality, uh, all these things perpetuated to us to keep us in the stress hormone, so much so that we can't build because we're so distracted chasing stress hormones. And so here we are. Are we putting out that image? Are we, are we harming ourselves by reading, um, reading materials that are about slavery and watching movies that are about slavery? Are we harming ourselves subconsciously? And we're actually, are we, are we actually perpetuating this same uh, image in front of us of that we're down, we're low, we're distraught, we, we're struggling? Are we doing it to ourselves is the issue because we're living in this matrix and we don't understand how the subconscious mind works. And before I finish, one of the things I talked about at that, at that knowledge fest was that, and this is neuroscience, this is just fact. When a child is born into this world, they know nothing. They only downloaded information. Their mind is in what is called fatal wave, which is a form of hypnosis. And we understand in neuroscience that 80% of your life is habitual. Right. Most, of, most of your life habit was already programmed before right. you were seven years old. Right. So can you imagine myself being a person who was coming up in the 60s watching gangster movies, watching movies with James right. Cadden, Humphrey Bogart, right. murder, robbery, kidnapping, right. And then after my father died, I start actually living out those exact things. Right. And I realized that something was going on with my subconscious mind that continued to bring about my own demise. So when we talk about frequency and, and, and vibration, that what you think inside your head of yourself and what you see around you are frequencies and they are vibrations. So if I think low of myself, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send out a frequency of loathing. If I think if I think fear of myself, I'm gonna feel frequency of fear, and that becomes my reality. Now, now, I, this is the reason why I wanted you on this show. I mean, when, when, uh, when my brother um, told me that he was gonna bring you on this show, he didn't even realize that I had an emotional attachment to what you taught at the Knowledge Fest, John. And even though I know you don't embrace the idea of slaves, but let me tell you something, man. Uh, I do embrace the terminology slave because my intelligence taught me that those slaves were innocent. And the intelligent demographics of people has programmed us to see them in the negative manner that we see them. So we are programmed to see people who were innocent, okay, in that condition, okay? They were innocent. So my intelligence doesn't make me want to run from them. That's why I put that picture up. When I, that, oh, man, I get emotional with this because that picture, I don't feel shame about them anymore. I don't feel embarrassed about them anymore, man. I'm not hurt about, I know that they are the seed. They were forced to be in that condition. So I am emotionally attached to it intelligently. Intelligently I'm attached to it. So I'm no longer concerned about saying, that's why I, when, when Leonard Walker talked about we must honor those who have come before us, He's not talking about all the way back to Africa. Africa was just seedlings to America. He's talking about those first seeds that was produced right here in the condition of innocent, innocent demographics of people who were forced to look rejected. And, and the person that I asked the people, person, who took the picture? The person that took the picture is the person that was trying to subject you into an emotional uh, uh, feeling about it. So, Don, your your teaching is much way deeper for me. It helped me to understand that I don't have to be ashamed of the pe people in the picture. I don't have to accept 
with the dominant European culture wanted me to feel about those because my intelligence tells me they were innocent. And, and you know and what? Anyway, me, any, me. hold up. You know, no, no, no. When, you, when you're innocent, when you're innocent, then you have to have compassion for people who are been subjected in something. You don't run for them. You connect to them. And that's why I say I'm a proud descendant of America's place. Go ahead, Joe. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, when, when John speaks on that, what it makes me think of as well, because there's the other side of this conversation where let's go back to Kanye um, talking about slavery right. was a choice. Now, by first, it was a subconscious choice. All right. So right. that was the first choice that it was. Exactly. Right. It was a subconscious choice. Now, a person could have been enslaved. And I'm pretty sure there were some that said, no, I am king of such and such or I am the right. soldier of such and such tribe. Exactly. And that's exactly. who I am. And probably many who decided to jump off the ship and said that uh, uh, their death that way would be better than bondage were probably many that were proud of who they were and what they Amen. were and, and decided Amen. to make Amen. that choice, right? But even being in physical bondage, a person could have had a subconscious freedom to continue to be who they uh, wanted to be, exactly. who they believed themselves to be, uh, you know, instead of in essence, dumbing themselves down to the ideology of a slave. And, and going back to what we said, we perpetuate our problems by the continued download of low vibration frequencies right. via the things right. we watch and the things that we listen to. So with what John Yah is saying, because we sit there and we allow ourselves to subject uh, our subconscious mind to uh, the ratchet TV stuff. Uh, we're the only community that puts our uh, ills of our community out in public for everyone to see. Amen. Uh, Amen. With, with yeah, the music and right. everything like that. We allow this stuff out there. And so because we indulge in it by listening to that nonsense, watching that garbage uh, over and over, we continue to uh, perpetuate these problems right here in our society in the physical form. And we allowed, like, let's, let, we're going to keep it 100. Everybody want to blame the dominant European culture, the white culture, but we also allowed it. That's why I'm a component that did, do not like BET. I don't, I never liked BET. I never liked BET for the same reasons why the E is in truth. BET compromised education. They compromise, compromise education for entertainment, okay? They compromise what we needed. And so we we got all these years of what John, y'all talking about. We got all these years of black entertainment television who intentionally entertain us with stuff that back in my day, you never would allow your your innermost dysfunction to be heard all over the darn, uh, uh, you, we, we, we would have kept my, I mean, I grew up in a dysfunctional household. Okay. I can tell you, okay. That I never would have shared all the stuff that going on in my house out in the public, but that's what BET allowed. And we, we, we allowed that stuff to be who we are. Okay. John, do you want to speak to that? I don't know. Do you know the history of BET? But if you go and research that, man, you'll find out that BET, the founder of BET, actually knew the same person that bought his company and gave him a billion dollars. So I've been saying this. I believe BET was the black face of indoctrination to us. I've been saying that. John, what do you say to that, man? Because it's, it's in line what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I think Bob Johnson had great intentions when he started with BET with $60,000. I think uh, it was very interesting. The news was off the chain. I love yes. BET News. They were bringing a perspective that no other news brought. Amen. They covered the Million Man March live. And after they started to set up the Million Man March, then the other news started coming in because if it wasn't for BET News at right. the time, there's a lot of information that we have, would have not gotten when it comes to mainstream news. However, you know, to offer... When the company was sold, it was only worth $600 million. When he sold it, they gave him $3.5 billion. 
uh, for the company. And that was kind of outrageous. But when mm-hmm. you look at the numbers, yeah, he, he grabbed those numbers because they were big. But look at what they did to BET now. They scrapped the news. Yes. They have nothing but buffoonery yes. on there. Yes. And yes. all the movies. And they continue to play only old movies. And here's what's interesting. And listen to this real quick. So, you know, right now, every human being has over 100 trillion cells in your body. These right. are membranes. 100 trillion cells. You got you got you got a billion cells coming in your body every minute, and you got a billion cells, probably a billion cells dying through your detox. So imagine now these new cells in my body don't know what I'm thinking mm. until I start thinking and have an emotion. So now these new cells in my body, I just got in 20 minutes. Uh, 20 minutes, I just got in 20 billion new cells. So check this out. If I hold depression for 20 minutes, guess what those cells are? Those cells are depression cells. Mm. This is called peptide neurotransmitters. So now that I'm walking around with these emotional uh, cells in my body that are laying dormant, waiting to be celebrated with other cells that want to match this same vibration, which is low or depressed, right? So we walk around with these depressed cells in our body that are looking to feel depressed again. So we don't understand that these new cells in my body has nothing to do with yesterday. It has everything to do with my new thoughts today. So imagine if I begin to think abundance. I can think about wealth. I can think about my relationship with money and, 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 and be and be in gratitude of it for 20 minutes. Guess what I got? I got 20 billion new sales that are connected to, to being wealthy, that mm. are connected to abundance, that are connected to wealth, right? And that right there leads me into my next 20 billion sales in my next 20 minutes. So it's based on what you're thinking at that time that your new cells are generated in your brain. And those new cells are vibrating, and those new cells connect to the universe and bring about whatever it is you're vibrating. Hey, look, what he just explained, just so everybody knows, what he just explained was why uh, meditation is important. All right? Yes, sir. Why affirmations are important. He just explained yes, that, uh, being able to sit and Why prayer is important. Prayer, prayer. Why prayer is very important. Hey, I want to take a break and come on back because, uh, I, I, you know, we, we had the 956 hour and everything. So, you know, we got godslivesmatter.com. We got history untold. And uh, I just want to come on back uh, before we close out here. Come on. Once again, back on the airways with you, brother me, Sean. Everybody check out the uh, uh, Tipping Point show this Saturday, 9 a.m. on 104.7 FM as well. And uh, uh, you'll have myself, brother, uh, Mr. Just As Joe, and brother John Yah there also. And this is another wrap. 
of Truth Be Told. Be back next week. Great stuff, guys. I love it. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, cue the music. Cue music. Start the music. Starting music. And go. It's the Truth Be Told Show. 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 Where we place America first. First. Honoring those who America has forgotten. Forgotten. All right, cue the music. Cue music. Start the music. Starting music. And go. All right, all right. So we'll wrap it up here as uh, we end the show here. All right, cue the music. Cue music. Start the music. Starting music. And go. It's the Truth Be Told Show. 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 Where we place America first. First. Honoring those who America has forgotten. Forgotten. Listen in and unlearn to relearn. As we set the record straight. The record straight. And now, your host of the Truth Be Told Show, Joe. Joe. Mr. Just Ask Joe and Uncle Nishar. Absolutely. Had to get that in. Had to get that in. All right, y'all. Peace.